Does it pop up on your end on Skype that this is being recorded? Uh, yeah, I can see it on like the top. That's good. Because it has a banner that says, let everyone know they're being recorded. And that's like, is it not telling them they're being recorded? Because that's gross. <laughs> yeah, no, I have, I have a banner. Day Tuesday podcast episode 417. I'm Sam Ginsburg, and here is my best friend and a man I truly respect, Tyler Dryblade. What? Oh, oh, he's not here. You know, the one time I pick a nice thing to say about him, he couldn't fucking show up. I know, I thought you were talking about me. I was like, well, that's so nice. Oh. Yeah, that wasn't meant to be like a burn on you, but now it feels a little bit like it was a burn on you. <laughs> yeah, Tyler's not around. It's just me and Zach today. Uh, he told me he had a work thing, and I was like, man, I get that he's a big wig at his job, but man, parks just don't matter. So, like, what 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 could it possibly be? Unless he has more... Unless it's more unexploded ordinance. If it's unexploded ordinance, then I forgive him and I look forward to hearing about it next week. It's probably a teenager stuck in a swing set. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that that's something that would be delicious to Tyler. What's something delicious to you? I think pigs in a blanket are an underrated food item that should be happening more and as more entrees. But uh, today for the podcast, I, I don't know what this is going to really be like. I have... I just I saw a series of words that I'd never really like seen before, and it's called crushed marshmallow, but it's got this like metal fucking can that's all black and gold and white, um, and it got like swords and like skeletons and shit on it. And I was like, okay, like what is this? And it's an imperial Berliner. Mm. And I was like, those words I feel like don't go together. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to have marshmallow, pineapple, and strawberry. So I don't know if this is going to be, like, super boozy, like, really sour, like, super fruity. I expect it to be marshmallow but the Berliners aren't, like, sweet. So I don't really know what that's going to taste like. I'm curious what the ABV is, given its imperial status. I've looked it up, and there's two different entries. If I looked it up, I checked out on Untapped, and there's two separate entries for the same beer, as far as I can tell. And one is 6%, and one is 6.2. So it's... Low sixes instead okay. of maybe like your five fours um, or four I feel fives. Like there should be like a legal distinction. You can't say imperial unless it's seven plus. Because I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like is this an eight percent Berliner? I was like, is that impossible? No, apparently, at least not yet. Science hasn't created it yet. But yeah, um, it looks like um, what the fuck? Like Stone designed the label for it, but it's I think 18th Street is a brewery, but. It's a, a man's man's fruity sour. So we'll see yeah. what this is like. Um, it poured out kind of like more orange than maybe a wheat beer typically. Like it's super hazy. Um, it has kind of like a, a pinkishy, orangey, yellowy kind of straw color to it. And it poured with a pretty thick white head of tiny, tiny bubbles. And now it's kind of settled into a more kind of velvety covering.
So it's definitely sour. Like that's pretty much what I was expecting from that. So it's definitely sour. It's not super sweet. And I wouldn't say it tastes like, it sort of just tastes like a, I feel like I've had a peach sour on the show. It, it kind of just tastes like that. I feel like the combination of strawberry and pineapple while being in a beer is playing very similarly to like peach sours that I've had. Mm. Um, like maybe I kind of taste the pineapple-y, like, like pineapple has kind of like a chalkiness to like how sweet it is. It's sort of like confectioner sugar where it's like sweet and powdery. It's sort of how it tastes to me. And this is similar to that. I don't taste marshmallow at all. If you just told me this was peaches, I'd be like, okay. Well, the thing about marshmallow is how I'm pretty sure it's two ingredients, sugar and gelatin. (laughs) Gelatin don't taste like much. So, like, it's just we put some extra sugar in here. Yeah, I don't know. It's, um... It's fine. It's definitely not unpleasant. It's nice for the summer, given like how hot it is. But like, I don't know what I thought it was going to be. It definitely feels like this could have been called like peach sweeties, and like that would have been also accurate. And it probably like, the wouldn't have gone well with the label. Yeah, it's like the skeletons feel maybe a bit intense for like what <laughs> what this is. Uh, well, I have something completely different. Uh, that you would hate. I am assuming. Uh, this is from New Terrain Brewing, Mount Mojito Sour Ale. Um, so I know you don't like mint, so I'm assuming that a mojito beer is going to be minty. A mint sour does sound like my nightmare beer. Blah. Okay. <laughs> um, my first thought is weird, not bad, which is good, mm-hmm. but... Um, it's got it's got a lot of fruit and sour to it at the front, and then it's all mint at the back. And I'm very different from you in that I really like mint flavors. Like I I like mint in desserts, and I like mint tea, and I like I like to get mint where I can. And and this is this is not it does not work in this. I I guess I don't really like mojitos that much, so maybe that should have been an indicator that this wasn't going to be for me. But it tastes all weird. Yeah. So for our theoretical listener, uh, Zach keeps muting and unmuting himself because his dog is barking. But it puts me in an interesting situation when I see that Zach is muted, because then I have to assume that the dog is barking like crazy. He's nodding. And so I just have to keep talking. So I wonder what other opinions I can find about this beer. Uh, It tastes acidic. Like, not not in the way that I think there's, like, actual acid in it. It's just, like, it tastes like, as compared to other beers, this one is going to do more damage to my stomach lining. Nice. That's great. We got it under control back here. I almost had to go out there and give some advice on, on how, to, how to handle everything, which never goes over well. Yeah, when you give advice to Top Gun, is that mm-hmm. generally solicited? Oh, no. See, that's the thing. Not once have I ever been asked. You have to just let them know how it's going. It's just part of that feedback cycle. And now when you receive unsolicited advice, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that generally? Oh, immediately attacked. Uh, I get super defensive right away. Uh, I try to immediately try to turn it back on them uh, with some whataboutism. And then I try to just deflect after that. I'm like Wonder Woman with the bracelets. I'm just, just letting it ping off of my wrists. And now, do those two data points 
you feel like you can draw any lines between those and glean any new conclusions? Nah, I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, should we look at an article about beer? Fuck yeah. All right. So the first one is from workshoppedia.com. Um, free work dictionary. Sure. Um, this is the most popular trashy beer in every state. And so, I don't know, I quibble with the term trashy a little bit because it's judgmental. And I love being judgmental of these beers, but I feel like you should define your terms a little bit more carefully. Although maybe they just like said, wait, oh, uh, we started with a list of 36 popular beers and recorded Google Trends data over the last 12 months for 50 states. So like the fact that it's 36 popular beers doesn't mean that it's trashy beers necessarily, although many of these are. So looking at this list of, it looks like 21 beers made the big list. Uh, I'm curious if any of these are uh, beers that you would defend or beers that you would be especially judgmental about. So I I think most of these beers are like, there's some good shitty beers in here. Like you got your Keystones. Keystone Light is separate, which is disgusting to me that there's a Keystone Heavy one in the state. Natty, I think, is like a good there's some beers I've never heard of in this list, which I think is incredible. I've never heard of Rainier, Schaefer, or Strohs. I've never seen them in my life. Gen- yeah, wh- uh, Genesee, I've never heard of. Oh, Genesee? Yeah, I've seen Genesee around. Some of these might be more state-specific. Like, um, I mean, Lone Star. Lone, Lone Star. And then also, um, from my home state, we have uh, the beloved Natty Bow. So I, I was kind of expecting that to show up for Maryland and nowhere else, and it did. Um, so I'm assuming that some of these are also that. Now I I've, do I do think that having it be the searched beers puts things like like Bud Light or like Miller Light at a disadvantage. So it's like you don't need to look those beers up; like they're just everywhere, and you know what they are. This seems like the beers that you can't immediately find everywhere that you want to know where they're at. Like I was shocked that I'm shocked that Wisconsin's is is old style. Yeah, I I think that to to that point, this might be not it's supposed to be favorite or most popular, but it might mm-hmm. just be curiosities of a given place. Like mm-hmm. old style being specifically a Chicago thing, I could yeah. see people being like, "What's that beer I had in Chicago?" What was that one again? And Googling old style to try and figure it out where mm-hmm. like definitely more people drink that in Illinois than in Wisconsin. hundred uh, percent. It's people from Illinois up in Wisconsin who are searching for old style and trying to find where it is like guaranteed. Now the reverse of that would definitely be um, people uh, from Wisconsin back in Illinois trying to find their, uh, their, their precious new Glarus. Which of those bad beers is worse, do you think? I feel like, so there's a couple on here I've, I've never had. I think it's got to be tough to compete with Keystone Heavy for a bad beer. Like, I can't imagine there are a lot worse tasting shitty beers. Like, I love Old Style. As an Illinois, like, Homer, like, I love how shitty Old Style is and the way that it is shitty. Um, I feel like some of the knock off some of these beers are like knocking off each other like there's very similar like tan cans like there's like old milwaukee looking beers here uh on this list uh which is my favorite shitty wisconsin beer 
Uh, I actually think that old Milwaukee and old style taste indistinguishable from one another. And mm-hmm. for, for me, that's a, that's me complimenting old style. <laughs> I drink a lot of old Milwaukee. It's so good. Yeah. I think Keystone heavy has got, I can't imagine there's a worse taste out there than that. Yes. Real bad. Um, we also see some of the um, most most popular overall, which is really just them taking the above map and putting it in a bad bar graph. Final thoughts, they say, using Google Trend search data, we uncovered some fascinating trends about beer drinking in America. People seem to be going with what they know, sticking to big brands like Natural Light, Michelob Ultra, and Bud Light, all affordable, refreshing beverages for a hot summer afternoon. What about that would you consider fascinating i think it's fascinating that michelob ultra is the second most popular trashy beer apparently i've literally never seen a person in my life who is not in a michelob ultra uh, commercial drink a michelob ultra i've never seen it done i wonder if it's if it's an issue of like demographics like i i feel like probably we have drank and seen consumed uh more pbr than the average people living in Wisconsin just because mm-hmm. of, um, you know, s- certain hipster qualities that we have. So I wonder, is it like, is it tech bros all drink Michelob Ultra or is it <laughs> farmers all drink Michelob Ultra? Like what, what are the, what are the groups of people that we don't overlap with that love this beer? I don't know. I just like, you look at it, it has to be flawed because there's no way to me no offense to Yingling, but it's so regionally specific. There's no way that it's, I feel like it's more popular than Miller Lite is on like a national level. Like I find that almost impossible to be true in real life. Yeah. I wish this was grouped better so I could quickly see what the three states that got Yingling were. Like Pennsylvania is one of them, but I kind of assumed it would be, which is a little ironic because it is the Keystone state. Kansas is the one of them. And Florida and, is the other one. That's that's such a random smattering. <laughs> I don't know if Kansas even has the culture. I'm like, what's the vibe uh, of the people who like yingling? And like, I don't know, like Pennsylvania, fucking Kansas, I think are very different places. Honestly, if we were able to work remotely all the time, I would be tempted to move to somewhere like Kansas, just somewhere where uh, the cost of living is super low and Mm -hmm. I could live like a king. I think that there may be culture clash issues um, just because I like to say the word issues as issues. Uh, (laughs) We think you're better than us. (laughs) I mean, and I'm, I'm even being like an asshole making an assumption about how people from Kansas live. I'm sure there's all types of people from Kansas. I don't think I've ever been there. I don't know if there's all types. Okay, let's hold on. I don't know if there's all types of people from Kansas. There's probably a couple of types of people from Kansas. So give them the benefit of the doubt that they might be the person that you like from Kansas. I, I will say, I I think if I if I relocated, I would really struggle socially. Because, like, all of my friends out here work at the company we work at, just about. Mm-hmm. And if I was working remotely, then I wouldn't have that that way to find people how do how do adults make friends like oh. i was just giving tyler shit last week because he doesn't have friends in delaware but i don't i don't know how i would make friends like if you move to another state yeah like it's like oh well fuck i'm sure there are like 
Facebook groups and shit for like uh, meeting new people or whatever. But the thing is, I would be like, I don't want to meet any of them. They sound like a bunch of losers that don't have to make friends. <laughs> That's not like a bunch of squares. I don't know if I want to do that. I hear you. Well, I think we've wrung every ounce of content out of this toilet article. Um, you haven't been on in like a month and a half. So tell me things. Tell me many things if possible. Okay. All right. Um, one, dog, reactive dog training, going swimmingly. Um, this past week, we had like an advanced level class. Like we only have two more weeks left. So they just started doing stuff with us where we're like walking past each other and like walking towards each other and like turning around and like trying not to freak out. Like just started doing a lot of that stuff, a lot of dog on dog stuff. And so today they were like, we're going to kick it up a notch. And to make sure this is safe, we're going to bring out like big stuffed dogs and we're going to put them really close to your dogs. And they're going to basically put off like weirdo dog vibes because they're going to be super rigid. They're not going to blink. Like, they're going to freak your dogs out. So we're just going to see how like your dog can like respond to the stress and like how well they can kind of focus back in on you. So they bring out these big stuff, like not taxidermy, but like big stuffed dogs. And wait, so how realistic are they? Are these stuffed animals or do these are dogs dumb enough to think these are real dogs? So I think dogs are dumb enough to think they're real dogs, but like, what did it, what did it look like? It looked like a big stuffed Husky, like a child's, like a large child's toy. Like probably like two feet tall. And so it's on like a taut leash. And it's, so they're like pulling it around and like making it like hop up and down to walk. And they're like walking into all the dogs and like the pit bull in class is flipping out the entire time. Rupert's mostly good. They bring out a, a smaller dog version of that. Rupert's mostly fine. Pitbull's flipping out. A couple other dogs are flipping out. Then they go, okay. And they bring out this fucking like Diego from Dora, Explo- Dora the Explorer, like doll, like Cabbage Patch Kid doll. Uh, it's like 18 inches tall of like a kid, of like a human kid. And it's got these big ass eyes on it uh, that don't blink. And they're like, this is going to freak your dogs out. And so they bring it over to the pit bull. Pit bull just fucking wags her tail and it's like all cute with it. And I was like, what the fuck? And then they bring it around and they bring it to Rupert and his fucking hackles go up and he's looking at this kid and just growling, like scary, scary growling and then just barking at it like crazy as soon as it gets close. And it was super embarrassing. And they were like, just because he reacts to this doesn't mean he's reacting with kids. Like this is like totally different. Like it's going to be very in their face, like very like not blinky, like really weird dog body language this kid's giving up. He's flipping out. I'm super embarrassed in spite of what they said. And we finally get him to like calm back down. And Holly's like, what do you think happened? I'm like, I think he's racist is what I actually think. I think my dog's racist. Mm, mm. And if it had been a white kid, he would have been fine. Yeah. So I, I was going to ask and I was told I was shushed so that I couldn't ask. Like, you know, could we do a quick experiment? Do you have a white kid doll you could bring out and we can see if he's scared of that, I want to just eliminate a variable real quick. But apparently, you know, you can't ask that in dog class. So I was told not to, but I do Actually, feel like in my heart of hearts, if it had been a white kid, he would have been fine. I have my own theory of what's going on here. And it's that you are on a hidden camera show. <laughs> just them bringing out fake dogs and also a child. I don't know. That's that's so silly to me. I, it was like, awesome. I, and is he... His reactive tendencies, have they historically been 
dog based or person based? So he is more people reactive and like dogs scared. Like he's more scared of other dogs than he is like intimidated, like angry towards them. He does not like kids. Like I've definitely seen him like not enjoy. It's hard to tell if he doesn't like rollerblades and razor scooters or kids. Cause like, I feel like in my neighborhood they're attached, but like hates people on rollerblades, hates like wheeled things moving around. Um, but like, will bark at people more than I've seen him bark at dogs. But if a dog comes by, he'll like freeze up. He'll like completely freeze. And so if they're coming towards us, it's impossible. Like the thing you're afraid of is coming closer to you and you're freezing. So I can't get you out of this situation, which we can solve by just walking across the street. Like I'm trying to do right now. So with dogs, it's a lot of just getting his focus back with, with like that kid doll. I was like, yeah, he wants to fucking kill that thing. I mean, at least he didn't, lunge at it or anything he did not he did not lunge at it but he did as soon as it got close just started like got in front of us and started like barking at it to like but honestly if we can train him to protect us from creepy dolls like that's just one less thing to worry about like what a relief right the next puppet gets in the house yeah the next chucky movie you've got it sorted yeah my dog's fucking that that doll up like he hates that guy I do wonder if the Razor Scooter thing is a real factor, because I've noticed with Citra, uh, people that are moving in ways that she finds unpredictable really Mm -hmm. alarms her. And and she'll so she'll bark at there's there's a kid who uh, scoots around the neighborhood on one of those fucking hoverboards all the time. And she hates that. And so do I. (laughs) But it's it's, I'm not allowed to yell at this kid the way that that Citra is allowed to bark at her. and the other thing is we go by the tennis courts, she barks, and I think it's because she desires the tennis balls and they're they're being kept from her, so she'll she'll bark at them about it. Mm-hmm. Cause she's dumb. She's dumb and dogs are dumb. Yeah, he's not smart. He uh the dogs were fine though, because he got trained by the mirror in the bedroom. And has has he figured out that that's him? Or is that's that's still a, a weird dog that hangs out sometimes. I don't think he knows that's him, but I think he knows that dog's pretty chill. Like if you leave that dog alone, it will leave you alone. Type deal. That's good. Man, dogs are so dumb. Do you know what else is dumb? What? Uh, it's when you uh, you think that your hard seltzer is gonna sell really well, and uh, but then it don't. Uh, this comes from CNBC.com. Boston Beer CEO acknowledges uh, second quarter hard seltzer sales miss, quote, we don't look very smart. So now this is a long article that I won't read. It's actually not even that long, but I still won't read it. Three Sex gave me a brief rundown about it. Basically, uh, their uh, Boston Beer shares went, uh, went way down in quarter two uh, and uh, a, a lot of the reason for that seems to be uh, them not realizing that as um, I won't say the pandemic is over, but I will say it has been deprioritized. People are going back to bars and mm-hmm. bar drinking is very different from home drinking, which is also very different from like uh friend's house drinking uh, mm-hmm. and uh, their seltzer isn't the type of thing you're going to order in a bar. I think in general, hard seltzer isn't. I think we might be able to 
have an interesting discussion about why that is. But uh, the fact that I think they were making an assumption about how much truly they were going to keep selling. And then people stopped drinking at home and started drinking at bars and their truly sales went down and that uh, and that really hit them. Um, Why do you think it is that people will drink these at home and not at bars? I think one is just usually in a bar. I think anything with like four to five ABV is just not worth getting in a bar at bar prices. Usually like given where we live in a city, like I don't think it's worth the money to pay like six fifty for a truly in a bar. If I could just get a, like a mixed drink for that price, like mm. I don't think it's worth it. Bang for my buck. Um, I think they are a, worse white claw like name brand recognition wise so i think if you're going to get a seltzer and a bar you're going to ask if they have white claw and if they don't maybe you'll settle so i think they're not the number one choice for seltzers if people are going to get them me personally i don't go for seltzers in bars i think they're like a backyard hangout which we're like in the areas where i think people are going to buy a lot of truly people are just starting to get back into doing that like i think there really hasn't been an opportunity to have like an outdoor hangout like session low calorie thingy right now and do you think that uh it's more the consumers seeing that there's seltzer options and saying nah or do you think it's more bars not bothering to stock them because they don't think they'll sell i mean i feel like i've seen I honestly think one of the reasons they didn't hit their targets was I felt like I feel like with companies, they tend to assume that whatever is currently happening will continue to happen. And so like we were in such a huge like seltzer like boom for a while, like that I think they were like, oh, it's just going to keep going up because people just keep buying seltzers instead of being like everyone who likes seltzer now likes it and will buy it. And then everybody else is either over it or like is going to refuse to do it. So I think they probably just had a really high projection. And then on top of it, in the pandemic, I think people were like drank and drinking. So like they weren't doing a ton of like, I don't know. I feel like truly is like a, like a B tier seltzer as it is. Like, I don't know. So seltzer lovers, sure. not their first choice. I'm not even sure I've had truly, to be honest with you. I'm truly not even sure I've had it. I, I'm not not the biggest seltzer guy. I definitely think that White Claw has a place but um, that place is generally like in the back of the fridge so I can offer it to guests. Mm-hmm. Thought we might get more mileage out of this. What do you think? I think you're right. So, you know. <laughs> well, it just feels good to hear. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I wonder if this is happening if if like it's a bubble bursting and and all um hard seltzers are seeing declines or at least or, or not meeting projections or if it's or if white claw is still doing great and yeah. um some of these second tier ones are falling off i feel like i don't see it as much anymore mm-hmm. but also it's tough to know how much of that is sampling bias and like not having gone to a grocery store in a year and a half yeah, I think it's just the market's got so saturated. Like, everybody came out with a seltzer. Like, fucking everybody has a seltzer now. So it's like, I don't know. Like, White Claw, I think, saw its market dominance just for being kind of the big, the first big one, kind of, like, set the tone. But then now there's, like, if you're going to do that, if you're going to go, like, safe, like, big seltzer, like, like you just go White Claw because you kind of know what you're getting. It's like the McDonald's now of that. And then, like, 
if you're going to go cool, there's so many cool, like small batch seltzers now too. Like if you go to, if I go to Steve's, like there's a whole little section of like cool seltzers that are like way neater than White Claw and more expensive if I want to like get fancy with it. So it's like, yeah, I feel like exactly like the second tier seltzers. It's like, well, why the fuck would I buy this? It's like a worse, it's like, why am I going to go to, I don't know, like what's the shit like A&W instead of McDonald's? It's like, I'm just going to go with what I know is going to be fine. Or if I want a nice experience, I'm going to do something way nicer. I'm going to go to like five guys or something. I, it's funny to me that that's your way nicer. I thought you were going to say like, oh, I'm going to the old fashioned or something, but five uh, guys is just as good. I, I actually do really like five guys. Just when you say something way nicer, <laughs> I don't know that five guys Babe, is where I, my mind is. take you somewhere fancy. Uh, I, you you gave me an idea though, um, in terms of ways you could spice this up. This is this is my pitch. Truly, if you're listening, this is my pitch. Where you can turn all this around. Mm-hmm. You need one of those machines, like the Coke Freestyle machines. Ooh. And so like you you they would have have to have like a, a basic unflavored hard hard seltzer, mm-hmm. and then you pick the flavoring essences you want to add to it and you can be like i think lime and raspberry would be good together so i'm going to do some of this and some of that and maybe a little bit of vanilla or whatever and um and the nice thing about it is probably none of them will be that good but you'll have i have 10 different ideas of flavor combos you want to try so then you're drinking 10 of them and then uh you're paying for 10 of them I was prepared to not like this idea, and I love this idea. Like, I think you're a genius. Like, I respect you more for you having said what you just said. Like, I think that's brilliant. Like, I think that would 100% be something I would like. I hate this. I don't deal well with praise. <laughs> like, that's fucking brilliant. They should steal that 100%. Well, truly, I give it to you for free. All other companies, if you wanted, you have to pay me for it. That's how it goes for the cookie crumbles. So speaking of things that I, I don't deal well with, um, I had like a mini existential crisis this week. Um, oh yeah, I was picking up my child from daycare, who is a baby. Uh, but the daycare has is for up to like ten year old kids or something. Uh, okay. So a lot of other parents at pickup time are picking up like a baby and a four-year-old or whatever. Um, and so this this mom was like wrangling her infant and there was uh, a, a, like an actual kid, you know, that can actually do things in tow. Um, and so this kid was like trying to talk to me and I'm like still on like high alert. Anytime a child talks to me, I just... I just want to project as hard as I can. I am not romantically interested in this child. Please, <laughs> no one think I'm romantically interested in this child. This You're kid shot, started talking to me. I'm making my answers as brief as possible without being rude. Yep. I'm not asking for this child's phone number. You know, just all this. Like, that's what's running through my head. But so he was, like, asking me my name and stuff. And so I was like telling him but I, I i don't know when i'm supposed to do that like i feel like it's rude for me not to be like and what's your name but i don't want to ask any personal information in this child because i don't <laughs> i don't want any accusations does um, your bedroom door have locks on it <laughs> <laughs> uh and 
then he was asking me because he saw the baby. Uh, so you just have a baby? <laughs> and, what an asshole. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, why? <laughs> and so I, my guess is what was going on in his head is he was thinking, I'm four or five years old and I have a younger sibling that's a baby. So probably all babies have siblings that are four or five years old or uh-huh. they're supposed to. And so he was like confused by the fact that my family isn't constructed identically to his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know how to begin to answer that question. Like, <laughs> uh, it occurred to me to say like, whoa, kid, give me time. But like, I don't want to open that can of worms. Like, yeah. he, if he doesn't know where babies come from and stuff, like, I don't, I don't want yeah. that to, to like impart him having to have that conversation with his parents tonight all of a sudden. So I mostly said, uh, uh, before, uh, he got pulled away, luckily saving nice. my bacon. But uh, what should I have said? I mean, that's such a tough one because he's opened up such a big can of worms there of, like, how people work. Like, I feel like I would have panicked and been like, you have to start as a baby to be older than that. So this is as much person as this baby can really be right now. And then be like, huh? And you're like, where do I start then? Like, I just explain the concept of, yeah, because you end up having to get into, I feel like, we just started having kids, and so at some point you were just a baby, and you were the only baby your parents had. And then you're gonna blow. Like, I don't want to blow the kid's fucking mind. That's what the kid's mind today. I don't want to have to be like, well, to have a kid your age at this point, I would have had to have a baby out of wedlock, and then had and then my my wife's parents would have disowned her. Do, do you understand <laughs> yeah, that? Like, and you would like, not oh, have liked that. Cool. <laughs> your wife's parents. Uh, I was, if Bleep is going to be uh, at their re-wedding, noticeably pregnant, is gonna, which is going to be hilarious. Like, I, very I, funny I, to me. I don't remember when she said she's due. January. She's going to be like halfway, like five months, I think. Like four or five months. I think right? that'll depend on the dress. I think you can hide it if you really want to. But I think she'll want to flaunt it, which is, which I think is a better call. Yeah, just own it. Because otherwise everyone's going to be like, well, that dress isn't very flattering. Why is she wearing that? <laughs> I just think it's, I want a bunch of pictures of like her dad with like a big shotgun and Alan. Like, <laughs> like looking all sheepish. I think it'd be, it would be so funny. It's like lean uh, into the, to the she's pregnant at the wedding angle. Well, uh, he's our guest next week. So uh, I'll no pitch some of those ideas to him then. He doesn't have any say in what pictures get taken there. There's no way he can affect change in this situation. He did maintain um, his chair, which I, th- I don't think anyone thought he was going to be able to uh, weather he that did. storm. He put a hard line down. He was like, I am not moving without this chair. And the chair he has. Like, he knows at some point, like, where the battles can be won. That's like Sun Tzu. got to fight on your hills. I don't know about you, but I'm really bad at that. I oh, half-ass fights on every hill and then just lose all of them instead I'm of committing to certain fights. As long as the direction is, I think, adequate, I'm not going to split hairs. Like, I'll lose a fight if we need to make a decision. I'm like, you know what? That's that's a fine idea. I don't really give a shit. Like, there are very few things I'm going to, like, really be a stickler for. And it's like, I got to pay, like, one thing. But, like, all a lot of my stuff legitimately is shitty. 
because it's so old and shitty. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> if we're going to throw that out, like, <laughs> I fucking get it. Like, we're moving either. She's like, yeah, that couch is going in the fucking garbage. Like, we're not bringing that. And I don't want to be like, logistically, it's just as hard to throw away a couch as to move a couch. Uh, I still need to get it down the stairs and shit, and we're on the first floor of this other apartment. But then she's like, it's shitty. And I was like, it is shitty. You know, we could just have a better couch than that. So out it went. Did you, did you have to buy a couch to replace it? She had a um, another, like, love seat that was nicer. I was like, yep, that one wins the love seat battle. But now I've got her because she doesn't like getting rid of her clothes. And I'm like, those are disgusting and old and shitty. And you should also donate those or throw them away, depending on how comfortable you feel. And she, I got all this resistance last winter. And then now, as we're taking the bin down to get the summer clothes out, she's like, oh, a lot of these are really shitty. I'm like, mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. And, and you went right out and said, oh, remember when I told you that so? Mm-hmm. And I did like a Terrell Owens where I pulled out a football and I signed it and I threw it into the stands. <laughs> <laughs> and is your thought process there? She'll remember this moment. And next time I tell her something, she'll think, <laughs> ah, yes, he, he is right sometimes. Or was your logic just, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. <laughs> Knock on it. I'm the greatest. Uh, my logic was more of this happens so rarely that I'm right that I need to just really roll around in this. Like, I really just need to coat myself in this moment. You ever notice that we're kind of different people? (laughs) (laughs) I don't have more thoughts than that. That's why it works. That's why it works. Should we move on? Speaking of uh, ways that we're different people, um, from newschoolbeer.com, brewing with cannabis using THC and CBD in beer. Um, It has been quite a while since I've partaken in cannabis although i've dabbled with uh cbd stuff i i've thought that it has helped me sleep before but also that might just be um me talking myself into thinking that it works but also maybe that's good enough hard to say uh but i i imagine you're gonna have um a lot more thoughts on this uh weed beer stuff yeah so it looks like um the former brewmaster of like blue moon it looks like he said it said he invented Blue Moon. So whatever that means to you is true. Um, and so this guy, Keith Villa, uh, who apparently has a PhD, he's very proud of. He's making cannabis beers now and has like a book that is not definitely not a drawing. And it is a real book for sure. Not a series of rectangles pasted together. <laughs> um, uh, we're looking at it, it's very clear they photoshopped a book into this picture of two beers with a bunch of weed by it. Uh, I'm sure the book does exist and will look like this, but it didn't seem like they had a physical copy of the book yet because you can see where like the, at the creases, it doesn't quite seem like the pictures line up all the way um, for the cover and the top line. Of I just the, don't uh, know why they, they could have just not had a picture of a book. Right. I know what books are like. I get it. You could just say he has a book. And I love this guy. This guy, Keith, seems like a sweet man. He looks like David Carradine. Um, but if David Carradine and an Inuit woman had a child together, um, is what he looks like to me. And he's got no upper lip whatsoever. It's like we should start a fund to donate an upper lip to him. And he's got some uh, some Gary Busey teeth in there um, and some kind, sweet boy eyes. And um, he's just loving it. And he's working on making beer 
with THC CBD, and I think like for me, I've had CBD like beer and cocktails before, and I I also feel that way, and it's so hard to tell if it's a, a placebo effect. Like I need to just be given a CBD beer without knowing that I've been given it and see how I feel if I feel any different than a normal beer. But like in terms of how like fast this is going, like I feel like seven years ago there was no CBD anywhere. And now it's like everywhere. Like you can buy CBD for dogs now. And we know because we have. Um, <laughs> like it's just absolutely everywhere. And I agree. I think there's like a quote in here. It's like at, at, like the stigma is just dropping and like being able to brew beer with weed, which has a very similar flavor as like hops, like in terms of like a – it's a ish similar. I mean they're like uh, biologically speaking, they're closely related. Um, but like, I think that I've had like IP, like really hoppy IPAs. I feel like you could, I was like, you could just replace this with weed and I feel like it would taste very similar, but like, yeah, it makes sense to be digging into. I don't know if I would really be super into like THC beers because in my experience, alcohol kind of takes the edge off of THC quite a bit. Like if you're too high and you drink a couple beers, you'll be like in a little bit of a better spot. Do you think they cancel each other out to an extent? I, I think it mellows it out. I think it rounds it out. So I think you're going to have a different experience. And I just personally, for edibles, edibles to me are like the crack of doing weed. Not even counting dabs. Like those are a completely different world that I live in. Like that's 100% meth. That's the meth of smoking weed. That's like you put a bunch of wax concentrate on like a hot nail and you like suck in like a thousand million times more than just like normally you would have it smoking. It's like when smoking doesn't get you high anymore, you start doing dabs. I don't even understand what you're saying, but that's okay. Yeah. So that's like meth. And then to me, edibles are the crack where it's like so hard to really regulate or like understand what's going to happen to you. And it takes so long to kick in that I don't like fucking with edibles just because I can't like over that time scale, trust myself not to overindulge. So I would probably avoid a THC beer myself and just stick with inhaling it just to know where I'm at at any given moment. Uh, is it safe to assume guy. that uh, much like gummies and brownies, uh, a, a, a beer, or I guess I don't even know if you can really call it beer, uh, a, a liquid version of cannabis would, would still have that big lag time? I would expect maybe a little bit less than food. Like maybe it's a little quicker because they make like um, THC sodas right now, which I've never had. So I wonder if it worked. I would expect that to be maybe a little quicker just because you're sucking liquid into your body like a lot easier. You know why I think I wouldn't want to do this? What is that? Um, I've I've been thinking lately more and more about how uh, I would be interested in uh, – partaking in cannabis more assuming it became legal mm-hmm. uh, which will happen in wisconsin although i'm not sure how long that'll take partially because um i'm a little fat piggy and i'm sick of it so i'm trying to lose weight and mm. and so i'm i'm cutting calories in a lot of places but like the main ones are uh snacks and beer I've been drinking a lot less beer, and I think that it would be good for me in a weird way to be able to, at a time that I wanted a beer, to smoke a little bit to kind of get to the same, like, 
chilled out zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I do hate smoking though, as part of the problem. Um, but I don't know calorically how similar a real beer and a weed beer would be. Mm, but yeah. but if if it's if they're this if they're comparable anyway, then it wouldn't be worth switching over. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would think like I mean a, a, you can get you can get where you're looking to go on a gummy, uh, which is you know going to be 15 calories or whatever, not really anything to be concerned about. And the question is, can you not eat after you get high? Yeah, that I mean, that is a problem, and it's also a problem that I've I've run into with drinking. Um, Getting a pizza. I I think I I haven't smoked that much, so I don't have a huge sample size. But I think the drunchies are just as uh, menacing as the munchies. I don't. I think both of them are just uh, my inhibitions are lowered. And so I'm willing to give in to all of my barbecue chicken patty desires at this point. Uh, but no, yeah, that is a good point. If, you know, if I'm getting high all the time, if I'm going to be eating Doritos and whatnot. And you'll find yourself there at some point. But yeah, I just can't get over. This guy looks so much like David Carradine. I feel like he should get a paternity test. Like it's bang on. I, if you... I think he looks more like Ray Romano than David Carradine. <laughs> he does kind of look All right. All right, Deborah. Uh. Oh, man. What's he doing? Making weed beer. I can't believe this guy invented Blue Moon. That's such a crazy fact that's just casually mentioned. So like you could do a whole article on this guy invented Blue Moon. He's like, yeah, my beer sucked ass. So I said put an orange slice in it. And then people liked it. And you're like, oh, you can just do that. And he's like, Corona did it. And you're like, yeah, that's true. You can just make a terrible beer and make me add the ingredient that balances the flavor out myself. I think Blue Moon has value uh, in that it's a it's a great gateway beer to good beer. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think that there was a point where Blue Moon and Stella Artois were two of my favorite beers. Because I was like, okay, I'm ready to look and see what's beyond mm-hmm. PBR. Um, and just didn't have a palate developed for, you know, for yeah. IPAs or porters or stouts or whatever. And I was just like, this is comfortable. Yeah, I, that's fair. I think, yeah, it's definitely a good half step up half step up from, like, your, your PBRs. Where you want to get a little bit more refined, comes a little fancier glass. There you go. Here's a blue moon. Now that we're experts in beer and have opinions that matter and are valid as white men, um, let's express those opinions. You may start. All right. So I had Crushed Marshmallow by 18th Street Brewery, an Imperial Berliner. And if you were to say it's a Berliner, I'd be like, yeah, it totally is. I don't know what I thought it was going to be. I think like I think this is marketed either very well or very poorly, but very inaccurately, regardless of whether this is intentional or not. It's not like super heavy or super dark or like super intense. It's sour. I don't know. It doesn't taste anything like marshmallow to me. It tastes just like a fruit sour, like any other fruit sour that I've had. Not necessarily like I think pineapple plus strawberry kind of equals peach flavor accidentally. So I wouldn't say any of those things stood out. But you're like, here, do you want like a nice fruit sour? 
Like if you enjoy a fruit sour, I think you'd enjoy this. Don't let the can scare you off. Like if you're not a tough guy and you still want to buy this, you should just buy this because it comes out and it looks like a flower petal is like the color that it is. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a super soft beer itself. Um, it's fine. I personally am not like huge into sours. Um, so I wasn't sure this could be any different. If not, I think it will please the people who like this sort of beer. I don't think it's going to win anybody over. I would give this probably like a 6.5. I had New Terrain Mount Mojito. My thoughts did change a bit as I went through this. I feel like the sour mellowed a little bit for me to like almost taste like the sweetness you get out of a mojito. Um, mm-hmm. Because of how it meshed with the mint, but um, I still didn't really like it in the end. Uh, I don't know that I was the target market for this, but also I don't know who is. I don't know who is the person that loves sour beers and wishes they were minty. Um, yeah. So I guess I'll recommend this to Jed because uh, <laughs> it's a sour beer, so maybe he'll like it. Um, and I'll give it a four four. I think it was fine. It doing what it wanted to do but i just didn't really like it that much well that makes sense you uh described two of the most horrible flavors i can think of and then you put them together well i didn't personally put them together you personally did this to all of us oh beans uh <laughs> all right um i feel like this is something tyler should do and he never does uh you gotta think you want to plug but since you're our guest any projects any shows coming up um no, you know, I'm just getting back to work, going back to the office. So if you feel like just like mentally clapping that I'm like reintegrating into society, feel free to do that. Uh, and then otherwise, just uh, make sure to have a bunch of fun and do what you want to do at least some of the time. That's a, an interesting mentality. Uh, well, that's it for the show. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can tweet us at Tuesday. Uh, comment on our links at bruisetuesday.com or email us at bruisetuesdaypodcast at gmail.com. Don't let the bastards keep you down, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Here comes a beer. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy. Forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. And take your matters. We might have we might have done better with that if we had someone who like really enjoys hate. seltzer on, but or hated them. I feel like Tyler's like seltzers are garbage. Yeah. And you're like, why? Why do you think that? It's like they're for fucking Italians. You're like, yeah, makes sense. You, ha- you have his voice down to a T. That's what he sounds like. He sounds like a, like a young Danny DeVito to me. Is there such a thing as a um, young Danny DeVito? That dude was 11 years old at one point. You believe that shit? <laughs> no. I don't believe that Daniel DeVito ever had a school picture taken where he's wearing like a little polo shirt. <laughs>